All right, welcome to Rock Vegas, everybody. It's Glenn Rockney. Um, it's week two. Raiders are one and zero headed into week two. Monday Night Football at Allegiant Stadium, the first game ever at Allegiant Stadium, and they're hosting the New Orleans Saints. Um, kind of intimidated a little bit. This is definitely one of those litmus tests. This is kind of one of those where are we at here? How far along is this team now? Year three under John Gruden, year two under Mike Mayock. How long, you know, how, where are we at, right? How close are we? That's, that's the way you got to look at it if you're the Raiders. This is that kind of test. You even heard it in John Gruden. It's like, hey, we want to see where we stack up against these guys. And um, yeah, it definitely is an intimidating matchup. This is not the Carolina Panthers. Um, but I'm going to get into it a little, little, little bit later, but I think the Raiders are going to be are going to fight. They're going to fight in this game. I'm not as intimidated as a lot of people. So I, I will get into that a little bit later. But first, something I really forgot to address. And now that the all 22 has come out and there's I've seen some film breakdowns from people. I do have to say one person I did not give credit to um, or two people, I should say, on the offensive line that I did not give credit to in the uh, week one recap episode. Uh, one is third year tackle Colton Miller. What a game he had. Looked incredible against Brian Burns, uh, whoever the Panthers threw at him. He looked great. Had a strong anchor, was not getting walked back at all. Even guys that were using speed rush on him, you know, kind of doing trying to do speed to power against him. He was he was combating that, man. He was doing a great job. And uh, it's nice to see. It's nice to see. Look, I, I've got some some takes on this podcast, especially when I went into the O-line episode and I said Colton Miller needed to step up this year. I even thought last year that he was the product of Derek Carr getting the ball, getting rid of the ball very quick, more so than he was kind of winning, you know what I mean, against defensive linemen for long periods of time. And, and that's the nature of the offense, so he doesn't get the opportunity to do that much. But I thought he did a fantastic job. Week one. Now, is, was he going against top competition? No. This is, these are not top edge rushers. This week he will. This week, you will be going up against Cameron Jordan and maybe Marcus Davenport. We'll see what the injury, how, how far along the injury report goes. Marcus Davenport did not practice. Um, the other person is Denzel Good. Denzel Good played right tackle for the Raiders. Sam Young goes down. Trent Young goes, or Trent, Trent Young. Trent Brown goes down. And you're like, damn, man. It's kind of, I remember thinking in my head, like, yeah, the rest of the O-line, this is a good O-line, but they're, the rest of the guy's job just got that much tougher, right? There's a lot of stuff you feel limited on in your offense when you're down to your third right tackle. Sometimes even your second team right tackle, it kind of puts a restraint on your offense. But Denzel Good, it was like you didn't notice, right? Of course, you always notice when Trent Brown's out there. He's huge. The guy's enormous. But Denzel Good did a, did a fantastic job. I really, really like the depth on this offensive line. Um, and in the offseason, right, speaking of depth on the offensive line, in the offseason, everybody toyed around with it saying, hey, what could we get for Gabe Jackson? What could the Raiders get for Gabe Jackson in a trade, right? They drafted John Simpson. Gabe didn't have the best year last year, and he'd been struggling with injuries. So what could this team get for Gabe Jackson? He's making a lot of money. And I remember having the take saying, look, I was down to dangle him out there and say, hey, look, if some team blows you away, Maybe you take it. But after a certain time, his contract becomes guaranteed. You say, look, I have a deep offensive line. And depth at the, on the offensive line is a luxury in the NFL. Look at the Eagles. Look what happened with the Eagles. Lane Johnson goes down. Look terrible. They look terrible. Carson Wentz was getting 
beat up. Joe Burrow tonight. Joe Burrow is, is just in the fetal position. That's the play. That's in the playbook. He just goes into the fetal position as soon as the ball snapped. Derek Carr's got it really good. Derek Carr's got what he needs. He, the guy doesn't get touched. Didn't get touched last game. Didn't get touched, and he was down to his third right tackle. So I got to say, big round of applause to the entire O-line. Gabe Jackson looked fantastic. Colton Miller looked great. And Denzel, good, man. Last year, really bailed the Raiders out early in the year with incognito suspension. And Gabe Jackson was injured. And this year, this is even tougher. He doesn't even play right tackle. Comes in, does it at a really, really high level. And uh, just having that kind of depth and versatility is such a treat and such a, a privilege to have. I know the Raiders are lacking some places on defense, but on offensive line, I'll take these guys over anybody. Now, speaking of offensive line, let's talk about Trent Brown. Trent Brown on Raiders Twitter is persona non grata. He's like, people are throwing a lot of shade at him. Now, I get it, right? I, I, I get it to an extent. He's kind of a, a different guy. You know what I mean? Kind of a different guy when you see how he is on social media. He's kind of a standoffish kind of guy. Kind of reminds me of Kevin Durant a little bit, you know? Like, just the way the way he conducts himself. Like, not a bad person, but just kind of like, huh. You know what I mean? Kind of standoffish, not, doesn't seem like the most personable guy, you know, and that's just from social media perspective. So I have no idea, but there are a lot of fans that think he's being lazy and, and they go off of what Lincoln Kennedy says. And look, I, I, I value what Lincoln Kennedy says. He knows more about this organization than I do, but let's just let things unfold. Okay. Trent Brown's hurt. Okay. He's hurt. He's not faking injuries. He's not soft. I don't think he's soft. Offensive linemen get hurt all the time especially enormous ones. Look at big men in basketball. People are super tall. Sometimes their legs don't stay healthy. So, one, I, I, using the I'm injured as in like I don't love football, I don't, I don't really like that excuse. I don't think that's, that's – point A does not take you to point B there. It's, it's, it's weird. You know what I mean? You, you can't just say just because someone gets hurt a lot that they don't love football. But you know what would make me hate football? Is if I was injured and everyone was calling me a fucking pussy. So if I'm on Twitter and I'm getting worked on, worked on by the trainer and, and I, I look on Twitter and I, I'm seeing everyone's like, get on the field, bitch. I'm just like, all right, man. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get right on that. I'll get right on that. You know what I mean? I, I see why – I kind of see why Trent Brown would be frustrated a little bit. And – Look, who knows what's going to happen, right? Who knows what's going to happen? But I think as Raider fans, myself included, we need to step back a little bit and realize not every situation is the A-B situation. Not every situation is a Randy Moss situation where they don't want to be here, right? I don't, I don't, I think it's too early to say Trent Brown doesn't want to be here. Now, on the other side of things, these, have, these issues have been following Trent Brown since his San Francisco days. When he was on the Niners, he definitely... I, some people say he got traded because of his work ethic or maybe not so much in love with the game and stuff like that. But with the Patriots, he took a big leap in his production, right? And then he got, he comes to the Raiders. He was great last year. He was great. None of that showed up on the field. This, I don't love football and stuff. He was fantastic. Neutralizing Joey Bosa did a great job against Khalil Mack. So what, what more do you want? He's going to get injured. Guys get injured. That's what you signed up for. Mike Mayock gave him a contract knowing what happened in San Francisco. If I knew what happened in San Francisco, 
with Trent Brown. Mike Mayock knew. So this is what we signed up for, which I do find kind of interesting because if you notice the Raiders when they and – and I don't mean to make this a, like a big criticism. It's just something I've noticed. It's not a big criticism. When the Raiders kind of have a draft pick that's underperforming, let's take Cleveland Farrell, right, when he kind of was underperforming his, his uh, rookie year. People say, hey, Raiders draft for character. They love him. He's a student of the game. He's a character. Um, he's, a, he's a good character for the locker room. They're always going to value that and maybe take guys a little higher because of that. Okay, cool. Sign me up. Let's, let's change the culture of this team. No problem. That doesn't really apply in free agency or trades, right? <laughs> you know what I mean with this team? They, Trent, if Trent Brown is what people are saying he is, that, wouldn't, that logic wouldn't apply, right? Drafting for character, but then free agency bringing in, paying a lot of money to guys who maybe have some character issues. Antonio Brown giving up a third and a fifth round pick and giving him a new deal. So I do agree that they value character in their draft picks, but do they not do it in free agency? So something you have to ask. Now, I, I tend to – that's just devil's advocate right there, but I do tend to side with the fact that I, I think Trent Brown's going to be fine. Let's let him get healthy, right? Enjoy this depth. This depth at the offensive line is what you should be celebrating. Stop worrying about Trent Brown. I understand we have a big test against the Saints this weekend. Cameron, Cameron Jordan's one of the best in the business. No doubt. No doubt. And you know he's going to be ready. But I like this Raiders' depth on the offensive line, and I'm not ready to – cancel Trent Brown yet right I'm not ready to uh, people are already talking about man drafting a right tackle next year come on it's week one or I'm sorry week two but it's one game's gone by just wanted to get that off my chest let's move on to week two Saints at Raiders Allegiant Stadium so injuries first right Seemed like everybody was coming off the field for the Raiders week one. Everybody, ah, man, shit, ah, ah, man, coming off the field, right? Hey, week one, no preseason, a lot of soft tissue injuries can happen there. I, I totally, totally get it, right? So, with the, with the Saints, so the Saints actually, their injury report is kind of light, right? It's, it's, there's not a lot of people on there. So, the Saints, Marcus Davenport didn't practice on Thursday. Um, I don't know to the extent of what's going to happen. They haven't announced his game status. That's normally a Friday thing. So, again, you'll have to bear with me. I'm recording this on Thursday just so you, you guys can enjoy it on Friday. Um, Michael Thomas, it doesn't sound like he's going to play. I mean, he's got the high ankle sprain, and they're saying that, that it's actually a worse injury than people thought. So, Raiders catch a break there. Uh, Manuel Sanders, that's just a veteran break, it looks like. Uh, it doesn't look like he's got an injury. I think he's just kind of, let me get a day off, coach. He's an old guy. Um, yeah, as far as that goes, everybody else was limited or, or full. Um, let's go down to the Raiders because the Raiders got some injuries, right? Arnett's practicing. That's good. I think the wrist and thumb thing, that's going to be on the injury report every week because he's going to basically play with protection on his wrist and thumb. Um, Trent Brown didn't practice, like we said, so we'll see. If he's not out there tomorrow, I'm, I'm guessing we're probably not going to see him on Monday. Uh, Rodney Hudson gets the veteran day off. Uh, Richie Incognito has got a little Achilles thing, but I don't know. I don't like to know more about that, but, uh, John Gruden's pretty cryptic with what he says about this, uh, these people's injuries. He doesn't really, uh, give out a lot of injury, uh, updates. So we're kind of on our own and, uh, that leads to a lot of weird speculation, but Richie Incognito was out there last week. Um, he didn't practice today, but if he's out on the field tomorrow, I feel good about that. Um, as far as that goes, look, Kwiatkowski, he, that pectoral injury is interesting to me. It doesn't sound like he tore it, but 
Uh, I don't expect him to play. I, I really don't think he's going to play this week. And if he does, he's going to be playing through some pain. Man, he's going to be playing through some pain. At linebacker, having a pectoral injury, that's rough. Uh, man, the other one that's really that's really sticking out to me is Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs, and he, I, I said it before, I thought he looked really good. I thought he looked, it looked like a seamless transition from Alabama to John Gruden's offense. He looked great. He was on pace, in my opinion, to go well over 100 yards combined total, maybe some more touches. Uh, if he's not out there, it's, it's going to get tough against the Saints secondary. Um, and, and that being said, he's a rookie, so maybe he might even run into a, some tough times against that secondary. But I want his speed out there. So the good thing about not having Henry Ruggs out there, I mean, I, there's not really no good thing about it. But last year, you'd be running out a guy like Keelan Doss, right? Um, somebody like that this year, the Raiders could either suit up Rico Gafford on game day and also play Nelson Aguilar out there. Nelson Aguilar, the the lone wide receiver who has a touchdown so far, he, he's sitting pretty in his ivory tower right now. Hey, you guys didn't score a touchdown. Couldn't be me. You know what I mean? Looking at the Raiders wide receivers. So they got Nelson Aguilar who can at least duplicate, maybe not the exact speed, but he's fast, right? then you can suit up Rico Gafford. So at least you can kind of run somewhat of the same offense. So it is nice to have that kind of depth at your receiver position. But, you know, all week I was thinking about what am I more concerned about? Am I more concerned about the Raiders stopping Drew Brees, Sean Payton, uh, Alvin Kamara, not Michael Thomas, but Emmanuel Sanders, right? Jared Cook good offensive line, great offensive line. Am I worried about that more than I more than I'm worried about a Derek Carr and John Gruden led offense scoring on the Saints? And I went back and forth on it. Talked to a couple people about it. And I got to say I, I think I'm a bit more concerned with the Raiders offense actually against the Saints. And here's why. One, the Saints defense is healthy. It's very healthy. And I'm very they play a lot of man coverage and I expect I expect the Saints to play man coverage, right? Like I expect them to play up on the up on the Raiders, kind of get up get physical with them off the line of scrimmage with Lattimore, um Williams and those guys. I expect them to get really physical with the Raiders on the line of scrimmage. And you got two rookie wide receivers who by all means they're very talented, but it's going to be tough. That's a tough matchup for them in their second NFL game and not even with any preseason or anything. So they're going to have to win because I do believe the Saints are going to put extra attention to Josh Jacobs. Why wouldn't you, right? Why wouldn't you? Now, I think you're going to be able to do some things with Darren Waller in this game, right? If the rookie receivers can be a threat, right? Can actually get separation, maybe get a couple plays early. I think that's going to open a lot up for Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro, right? Hunter Renfro had kind of a quiet game last game. He only made a couple nice catches, but it kind of a quiet game. So I do expect him – I expect the Saints to kind of let everything underneath happen, you know, even at least over the middle of the field with, like, Waller and, and Renfro. They'll, they'll let things over the middle of the field. I think they're going to let them happen, right? And then I think they're going to get – they're going to really push the, the rookies on the outside. They're going to push them around. That's going to be their, their game plan. Now, I do think that the Raiders – Hey, maybe the Raiders are going to hit a home run this week, right? Maybe Henry Ruggs takes one to the house if he's healthy. You know, maybe Brian Edwards makes a couple of nice contested catches against the DBs, right? So 
there's still a possibility with that. I think the Raiders are going to come out hot on offense. I actually think they're going to score right away. Uh, maybe not first drive, but I'm saying first couple drives, I think they're going to get a couple scores, you know? Now, we all know that the Raiders in the first half offensively are a good offensive team. Now, when you let the other team, the Dennis Allen-led Saints, when you let them get a get halftime, get some rest, and kind of work out some kinks, the Raiders never just really – they don't look as good in the third quarter or, the, or even some parts of the fourth quarter. And that's what I'm concerned about. Because the John Gruden-led offense, I thought John Gruden is a at this point is better than Matt Rule and could not get out coached by Matt Rule. Let's be real. Sean Payton's could go down as one of the better coaches ever. And I think that as, as of now, I, I would say that Sean Payton can out coach John Gruden might not, but I, I think he can. So that's what I'm worried about in the second half with the offense. What's going to happen, right? I, I have faith in this offensive line to slow down that pass rush. There's a lot of first round picks on that D line, but I'll, t- I'll put the Raiders offensive line, especially healthy. I'm hoping Trent Brown can be out there, but especially if they're healthy, I'll put them up against anybody. So, you know, I think running yards are going to be hard to come by, I, I, it, but Jacobs is always able to create yards on his own. So that's awesome. But I think they're going to sell out on the run early. Um, I'm hoping that maybe you can get some screens to Jacobs or uh, even like those, those angle routes he was running, like on Shaq Thompson, really just torching Shaq, uh, Shaq Thompson on the angle, on the angle route. Like he got to get stuff like that. Got to get creative, get the speed in one-on-one matchups. That's what's going to have to happen for this Raiders offense. So now on the defensive side is where I I actually have a little more confidence. Not in the entire unit against the, against the saints offense, but I actually think this, this offense or this defense matches up. Okay. With the saints, especially without Michael Thomas, let's not, let's not beat around the bush. Michael Thomas makes this offense go besides Alvin Kamara right? Those two guys, that's, that's, you know what I mean? If you're missing Michael Thomas, that just, that you got to be breathing a sigh of relief, right? If you're Paul Gunther. Now, Alvin Kamara has got to be stopped. I even, I honestly think that Alvin Kamara is tougher in this offense, right? Whole package together. I think Alvin Kamara is tougher to stop than Christian McCaffrey, right? Just because they have more threats. They have more weapons besides Alvin Kamara. Christian McCaffrey, the ball was going to him every play last week. You could tell, right? Most of the time, Christian McCaffrey was going to get the ball. Alvin Kamara, you're not quite sure. You might even forget about him after a while. It's like, oh, man, we're doing a good job against Jared Cook. Okay, we got we got Emmanuel Sanders is locked up. Uh, you know, we, we remember him from all his uh, Denver days, so we knew what to do against him. Then you got Alvin Kamara standing wide open in the flat, making guys miss, and that's what gives you a heart attack. But I will say, having Corey Littleton – Hopefully Kwiatkowski, but I, I'm, not, I'm not banking on that. I think you're going to see a lot more Raekwon McMillan this week um, and Nicholas Morrow. But I have faith in Corey Littleton to at least slow down Alvin Kamara, bother him a little bit. Um, you also have to worry about Jared Cook. I, I loved Jared Cook when he was on the Raiders. Still looks good on the Saints, Right. He's not, he's not a top tight end, but he's athletic, and, and they kind of use him the way that the Raiders use Darren Wall. You can see him lining up out wide. 
I wouldn't be surprised if you see him lining up, you know, if they get looks against him and Arnett, you know what I mean? If they, if they try to make that matchup go, put the big guy on the rookie, see what, see what he can do. Big, fast, tight end. Now it's all, I, I again, I, I, and I think Abram's going to be able to make open field tackles on Kamara. Uh, Abram showed he could do that last week. Think the DBs can tackle. I think the Raiders are a good tackling team. I'll, I'll say it. Um, they're susceptible to the deep pass, but Drew Brees doesn't throw it anymore. I'm not sure he can. I mean, God, I, this is my not age. Well, watch him do it first play, but like you know, I, the deep ball. It's I don't think you're gonna see the the Brandon Cooks on Sean Smith uh, route from 2016, right? I don't think you're gonna see that. So, yeah, I mean, I think Brees is gonna be getting rid of the ball quick, short, intermediate stuff. It's what he does really well. He's always done it really well. He's a very accurate passer. Still got that. Now, I think the weakest link on this Raiders defense is edge rush. I mean, it is. It's, it's, I hate to say it, but I'm not sure they're going to be able to get to Drew Brees. If they didn't get to Teddy last week, I'm not sure they're going to they're gonna get past this offensive line of the Saints. I, I think it's going to be really tough. Again, I'm, I'm willing to be proven wrong on this one, but um, – you got Ramchek and Armstead out there on the t- as the tackles, and Andres Pete is the guard. Cesar Ruiz, a rookie, good-looking rookie from Michigan. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. So, one, let's get Mo Hurst in there. Please, Mo Hurst needs to play. Mo Hurst has got to be in there. 30% of the snaps is a crime. 30% of the snaps against Carolina. The guy had a sack and some pressure in 30% of the snaps. Nobody else was doing anything. So, get Mo Hurst out there. Max Crosby's got to start beating beating tackles, man. He's got to start beating winning one on one. Cleveland Furl's got to win one on one. And where I see a lot of Raider fans make this mistake, and I, I'm not sure why, because if we, if you even if you've played Madden, you know sometimes this doesn't even work. Because I know a lot of Raider fans they play Madden and they like to apply that to like all 22 film. Kind of weird, just saying, but. You can't blitz Drew Brees. Some people are saying, hey, we've got to blitz Drew Brees because we can't get pressure with four. You got to blitz. I'm sorry. If you can't get pressure with four, sit back in coverage. It's all you got. Sit back in coverage. Try to get pressure with four. I mean, you can't sit there forever. Hopefully not, but do not blitz Drew Brees. So I've got a stat right here. This is by the numbers Drew Brees. And I found this to be... Uh, very concerning for those of the people who keep saying blitz Drew Brees, blitz the Saints. That's how we're going to beat them. Gunther never blitzes. Uh, this is a good time to not blitz, in my opinion. So according to Pro Football Focus, Drew Brees notched two career best marks, and this was in a game. This is just one game from last year, and he had, he was good all season against the Blitz, but this is one game against the Indianapolis Colts where I, th- I believe they won 34-7. to He notched his best marks his best mark with a 95.2 passing grade. And that's great. That's pretty much almost perfect in PFF. Breeze averaged over 10 yards a throw and was a perfect seven of seven on passes that traveled 15 or more yards through the air. He was also phenomenal against the blitz hitting on all 11 throws. Yes. All 11 throws against the blitz for 128 yards and two touchdowns. Plus, he connected on seven of seven passes for 97 yards and a score when under pressure. So when the, even when the blitz got there, right, this isn't even a testament to his O-line and running backs, right, which I'm sure they do a nice job, too. They got a really good core of, uh, of backs back there. But even when the blitz 
was effective. Drew Brees is like, yeah, I don't, you're leaving me one wide open receiver every time. I don't understand why you guys are doing this. I don't care about pressure. I don't, it's what I've been playing for 30 years. I'll, I'll do this all day. So again, like, and even on the flip side, right? The saints are going to blitz Derek Carr. The saints blitz a lot. And I think that works in the Raiders favor, right? Derek Carr is actually really good against the blitz. If you look at the numbers. So both these teams, I, I are both of these teams are gonna. I if you blitzing if you're blitzing Derek Carr, I think that's a bad job by Dennis Allen, right? I think that's that's that, and I think it'd be a terrible job by Paul Gunther to blitz and leave these skill players kind of with let fewer people in the secondary because you're sending Joiner home. Now I will say a lot of people do mistake blitzing for the creeper, right? The creeper that you you can see on tape. Don't lie. Check them out. They have a new episode out today. But you could see uh, B.D. Williams. He was talking about the creeper blitz, where sometimes you drop alignment out into coverage and substitute a DB to confuse the quarterback. That's still rushing for. That's fine if that's what they want to do against Breeze. Um, I expect them to do that. Actually, kind of again trying to confuse Drew Breeze is is pretty tough. Uh, he looks like he's seen it all. Um, but yeah, these defensive linemen, they got to they gotta do something. They got to win some of these one-on-one matchups, right? I, I think they're going to be able to stop the run, at least, you know, to an extent. I think they're going to be able to stop the run. But I'm worried about the pass rush. Um, I will remain worried about the pass rush for a while because I, I just don't see this getting corrected overnight. But I think this young secondary is going to keep getting better. That's the silver lining to all this. This young secondary with Abram, Arnett, Mullen, Maybe Joiner. I'd like to see Amik Robertson get some looks, but maybe this isn't the this isn't the best game to break him in. You don't want to do like uh, uh, Obi Melifonwu uh, against uh, the Patriots in London. You don't want to do that. So, um, you, you know, you don't no no trial by fire. So maybe maybe don't get Amik some looks this week. But this young secondary, I think, is gonna it's gonna put is gonna turn some heads on the national stage. I'll say it. Maybe a mistake here and there, but Trayvon Mullen was great last week. I expect him to be great this week. Trayvon Mullen actually said he's circled Drew Brees or whatever that means because of the uh, Drew Brees' view on the anthem protests. And, uh, you know, a lot of Saints fans didn't like that. But, hey, Trayvon, let's see it. Let's see it. Get mad and, and uh, make a play. Um, and, and I expect him to. I expect Jonathan Abram to help out, especially on the intermediate stuff, stopping the yard after the catch. I think that's going to be John Abram's calling card is stopping yards after the catch, right? So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm excited about this. John Gruden against Sean Payton. Um, as far as a prediction goes, uh, you know, I want to I pick, pick the Raiders. I do. I really want to pick the Raiders. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think the Saints are going to win by three. I think the, I think the Saints are going to win by three. On my gambling show, I picked the Saints to cover, but I'll be a homer right now. I think the Raiders. I think the Raiders lose by three. It'll be a close, competitive game. They're going to turn some heads. I think they're going to realize that they're getting there, just not quite there yet. But they can hang. You know what I mean? And that's okay. I expect them to be a contender for that wild card spot. But I think you're looking at maybe the best team in the NFC. Maybe top five team in the NFL for sure when they're healthy. So we'll see. Like we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I I I know Raider fans. We get kind of nervous when the Raiders play like a good team in prime time. It's kind of like, oh man, this is how the world's gonna see us. But I think I think people are gonna be impressed by the way the Raiders play the Saints. I think the Buccaneers' offense stunk last week. 
I think the Raiders offense right now, maybe, maybe the Buccaneers offense turns into something, right? Cause that's a lot of skill there. Good coaching, good quarterback. They're going to take some time, right? They have a lot of new stuff that they're trying to get in a lot of new players. They got to get acclimated with. I think the Raiders are more ahead of the Buccaneers offensively right now. And I think they have a better offensive line to combat the Cameron Jordans and stuff like that. So I do, I do think it's going to, it's going to happen. I, I do worry just if the game's close at halftime, I just worry about that third quarter. And I think that's where the game's going to go awry, right? I expect it to be, you know, like 17, 14 at the half, maybe even, maybe even in the Raiders favor, right? Up by three. I expect it to be around there. And I kind of think in the third quarter, Sean Payton's going to, going to shine on, on, on John Gruden. Cause I, I just haven't seen those second half adjustments that, that I'm, I'm missing from John Gruden. So I need to see that really, you know, I, I need to see, I need to see these type of adjustments from John. I, I need to see the Raiders come out banging in the second half, man. You cannot do this against the Saints. They have a Hall of Fame quarterback, Hall of Fame coach. Even if Drew Brees isn't what he was before, you have to put your foot on the gas pedal. That doesn't mean throw the ball downfield all the time. Just call the plays that had been working in the first half, right? If they had been working in the first half, right, get that stuff going. So yeah, that's that's all I got for now. Um, we'll see how the injury report goes. Let's let's hope Trent Brown gets back out there. Let's hope Nick Kwiatkowski doesn't have a serious injury. Let's hope that he's up to speed. Let's hope he can you know give it a go on Monday. Uh, maybe that extra day is going to help those, these guys. Let's hope. Let's hope Ruggs is out there. Those three guys. If two of those three guys play, I feel actually a lot better about this. So that, that's all I got this week. Um, my name's Glenn Rockney. This is Rock Vegas. You can follow me on Twitter at Glenn Rockney and um, subscribe to the podcast. Tell a friend. If you got like a coworker that's a Raiders fan, they're looking for some Raiders information. I got you. Tell a friend. Send them the link. Um, I also have a gambling show. Um, I just dropped the episode this morning. It's on this YouTube channel, uh, Rare Candy Podcast YouTube channel. It's uh, where I take, I guess the line, or I guess uh, make a pick against the spread for every matchup of the week. And I do the overs and the unders. So just a fun thing to tag along with. Uh, go check that out. Also, I have another podcast called Rare Candy with my good friend Crypto Psy. Uh, that's a politics kind of lifestyle commentary podcast. That's definitely not for everybody. So uh, consume that at your own risk. So we do have some good uh, good content there. And um, yeah, let's let's go Raiders. Let's let's shock the world Monday night. Um, all right, guys. That's all I got. <laughs>